Hello, Chosen Mamas. Welcome to season two of the Chosen Mamas podcast. We are so excited to dive into some really amazing topics over this next semester. Please join us, sit down with a cup of coffee or tea, and just be invited in to share in fellowship with us as Christian moms. Welcome back, Chosen Mamas. Today we finish up our series with Gracia Burnham, who is held captive in the Philippines for over a year with her husband, Martin. We discuss her grieving process as she did lose Martin during this time, and the importance of scripture reading and worship during captivity and beyond. Today, um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your grieving process of Mm -hmm. losing your husband uh, two terrorists, really, and I wanted to ask this, keeping 2020, 2021 in mind, because mm-hmm. I personally know people, and even my family, have experienced kind of a bizarre sense of grieving people we've lost, yeah, um, and and just things we've lost, which of course that's a different level of grief, not at all the same to lose you know, the ability to get out and, and all that. But that does take a toll on people. And I, mm-hmm. I just think about it because we have kind of a narrative for how we think grief should go. Mm-hmm. And that was turned upside down for you in particular, losing your husband in the way you did. And so I just wondered if you could talk to us a little bit about how you grieved, how that process looked different than you thought, how God mm-hmm. helped you through that, and what we might take from that. Yeah, you know, I'm not an expert on grieving. I. I don't even know that I did it well. (laughs) Um, I I do. I tell people that I think I did my grieving in the jungle. Mm -hmm. Somehow I knew that life was never going to be the same. Um, What we wanted was for this captivity to come to an end and uh, both of us go home and regroup with our kids and go back to the mission field. That's what we wanted. Mm -hmm. And... um, but I think deep down in my heart, I knew that wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think I grieved the loss of a dream. You know, the dream of being overseas, being involved in God's work. When that last trumpet sounds, mm-hmm. um, that dream of seeing unreached people groups come to know the Lord. I, I think I knew. And uh, so then when Martin died... Um, I, I, I'm not sure I even grieved after that. Um, I do remember about the first three years coming home without Martin. Of course, God gave me my kids. Mm-hmm. My children were 14, 12, and 11 yeah. when I got home from the jungle. So I had my plans for the next five, six years. God gave me my kids and that was a reason for getting up in the morning and um, I think you grieve differently when you've lost everything than if you have kids to pour yourself into. But I remember for about the first three years just kind of putting one foot in front of the other just doing the next thing not even knowing if I was doing the right thing or not just plodding along And then about three years into that, it's like I stepped out of a fog. Mm. And I woke up one morning and I thought, you know what, things are pretty good. Things are really good here. And it's like I traveled through a fog for a while. And that might be grieving. 
I've never really studied it mm -hmm. and I'm not sure I helped my kids grieve well yeah this has been a really strange year hasn't it mm -hmm. people not being able to be together having funeral well funerals that didn't happen yeah burying a loved one and you didn't get to say goodbye properly or honor them the way they should be honored mm -hmm. it is tough and I, I think that's a really interesting concept of grieving while you're losing something it's kind of the impression I'm getting and I've mm -hmm. had that happen a couple times in different mm -hmm. ways and it makes it actually reminds me a lot of what you've said because when the actual end happened it was true I was like strangely like kind of light and like kind of like oh I didn't realize this whole time I've been having to let go yeah you were almost being prepared yeah. for that final whatever it was mm -hmm. and I just so sat along the way thinking of uh -huh. losing it you know and uh -huh. so <clears throat> and I wonder with so many people now knowing someone with COVID knowing the possibility of someone losing their life if that's a similar strange grief process uh -huh. it reminds me of what you said but I think there's kind of hope in what you said because you it sounded like when you got back it really was a celebration for you mm -hmm. in your heart. It wasn't the beginning of a new low. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if people kind of need to hear that after the trial. Mm -hmm. You know, that We've does been come. begging God to let one of us go home. We yeah. didn't want our children to be orphans. Mm -hmm. And we were begging him to let one of us go home. And of course we both wanted to go home. Yeah. But God answered that prayer and he answered it in his own way and in his own time and I was okay with that and I was so okay with that I was so grateful that the children had a parent that I think some people were even offended because mm. I was doing so well and I just gently said well what were you praying yeah. you know what were you praying while while we were in the jungle you weren't praying that we would come home basket cases you weren't praying that we would come home broken. You were praying that we would come home whole. And God's answered your prayer. And I think he often does that. And God does something special for the brokenhearted. He, he um, saves the crushed in spirit. He's very near to the brokenhearted. Because uh, he knows, God knows what it's like to lose a son. You know, um, that's what I love about Jesus. Um, he was fully God and he was fully man. And Jesus even knows what it's like to die. He died. He got cold and quit breathing. And that's the kind of person I want to wrap his arms around me after I've watched someone die and stop breathing and get cold. I want someone who's been through that to wrap his arms around me and say, I'm going to be with you through this. Mm -hmm. You do not walk through this alone. I just love how he, he's, um, he's gone through every hard thing that we've gone through, but he didn't sin and he mm -hmm. came through victorious. And that's the author of our faith. Yeah. That's so great. It's amazing. That's yeah. so true. I wish you guys could see the room that we're in because I think all of us are in tears just thinking about um, 
like this truth that you just so eloquently stated you know that that jesus has suffered and there's nothing that he's that isn't known to him yes. and i think we do forget that when we go through any trial whether yes. large or small yeah that he understands our frailty mm-hmm. he understands mm-hmm. our humanity and and it is such I think sometimes we don't cling to that. Mm-hmm. The other thing I, that's really struck me with all of this conversation that we've had with you is um, you're constantly quoting scripture. Mm-hmm. I've always been so impressed throughout the book. You talked about um, how you, these scriptures came to mind mm-hmm. when you uh-huh. had to journey up that mountain. <laughs> you thought yeah. of that, you know, looking yeah. to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who yeah. for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, you know, and uh-huh. and so you just how what role did scripture memory play as you're in your captivity and even now as you come back to share your story and was that something you know as a child you know i'm assuming you memorized when you were young because you had that in your heart Mm -hmm. so share with us a little bit about that because i think as moms i think sometimes that's a big tool that we overlook in our children like being able to teach them scripture yeah scripture memory at our house was a big deal (laughs) we we used to do that now this generation you know there's an app for that you have your phone you just you know what's that verse on faith or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, but long ago you learned verses not just verses but passages and um I, i don't even think i know that much scripture but oh boy what i knew god used it in my life um, at the right time, at the right moment, and um, so thankful for that. And hymns, mm-hmm. hymns. I grew up in a pastor's home, and I know the hymn book. And on days when I was at my lowest, I would go through the alphabet with song titles. Mm-hmm. You know, a all the way my Savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy, who through life has been my guide? Oh boy, I needed a guide, right? It, and the Lord's going to lead you. And as you go through those great hymns of the faith and or you know whatever worship songs you know now, those, you hang on to those. And um, yeah, and even when I got home, you kind of asked about grieving. I used to leave worship music on all night long Mm. because if I did wake up you know every once in a while there'd be a you know I would think I heard gun gunfire or you know whatever just sit up in bed with fear in your heart but you sit up with fear and oh there's beautiful blessed assurance Jesus is mine play in you know just those psalms and those hymns and uh, yeah, you renew your mind. Well, before we let you go, I wanted to also hear. Um, now we've talked, we've talked a lot about your captivity and what it was like losing your husband. I know you talk about that all the time, but I also want to hear in the season of life you're in right now, what is God speaking to you? Oh, well, what I've started doing recently is uh, during COVID, mm-hmm. is listening to God's word. Okay. Just, um, I, I've downloaded things on my iPad, you know, the Bible and it's read to you mm-hmm. and, you know, by famous people even. And it's funny, all of a sudden you'll hear Gary Sinise, you know, <laughs> reading John or whatever. Yeah. So, um, 
when I go about my work and washing the dishes and folding laundry, I'll listen to scripture. And it's been really, really good. The other day I drove to St. Louis to speak, because I do that a lot. I, I speak a lot and listen to Hebrews on the way there and realized even though I studied Hebrews in Bible college and have several times, there's a lot of Hebrews that I don't understand at all. And I mm. thought, you know what? I need to get a Bible study on Hebrews and go through all these things, how you know Jesus was better. You know, it talks about the tabernacle and doing sin offering and and um, Melchizedek, mm -hmm. which is very hard to understand. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, you know, you never come to the end where you know it all. There's always something. And even if it's something you don't quite understand in Hebrews, yes, of course, there's something to hang on to for the day. You know, how Jesus sits at the right hand of the throne of God, making intercession for us. Mm. When we don't know how to pray, when this crazy thing is happening at our house, and we it's so awful we don't even know how to pray, Jesus prays for us. And he's sitting right there, at God's right hand, lifting us up mm. to the Lord. Isn't that neat? Um, yeah. That's really beautiful. Do you ladies have any other thoughts before we go? I just appreciate you sharing so much, um, your heart and your your love for the Lord. And mm. I know this will be an encouragement to each of our listeners. Oh. Um, just just to continue on. I, I feel like when I heard from Liz's question about where, what are you doing today? You mm. know, obviously you're speaking and sharing your story, mm. but I find it so interesting that the thing you shared was just, I'm reading through the Bible. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like we often sensationalize things or we, mm. we think, oh, I'm going to do this great big thing for mm. God, you know, and, mm. but yet what I'm hearing you say is you're just taking those next steps, mm. those simple obedience and mm. just following the Lord in your personal daily walk with him. Mm. And, um, I think that's so encouraging for all of us to hear that, you know, your, your, your fellowship with the Lord and, and that sweet time, it's still the center of your life. It has been I read from your book and it still is now. And I think that's such an encouragement. That's neat. Well, I'm glad that encourages you. Because you girls have encouraged me. That's what the Christian walk is all about. We see others walking with the Lord and it, it encourages us to take the next step. And you're raising your children to know the Lord. And you have a heart for women to be drawn closer to Him. And I, not every congregation has that, you know? I, and so you've encouraged me as well. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. My pleasure. It has been a privilege to have Gracia with us the last few weeks for this little mini-series talking to her. As we wrap it up, if you want to check out more about her and her story and her ministry, check out graciaburnham.org. We'll catch you next time.